coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for it's the mtmv main card with your man the voice in the opposite corner my mano imano my verb is sparring partner none other than iron wildress roughing and before you say anything rough something that i said uh online that i want to say verbally and i should have said at the end of last show there would be no main card without the iron one Wildress Ruffin if not for him I couldn't do it I just really couldn't I, it's, it, um, I don't have a bandwidth to do it this man makes the show he makes it so much easier for me to do he makes it so much more uh, entertaining not just for me but for you all you know because I know I have the, the velvet tones you know I know I got the, the rugged good looks but I banter back and forth is what you come for. So, without further ado, Iron Wildress Ruffin. You you starting off the new year positive, so I'm gonna put your check in the mail. Um, I appreciate you. Like I said, there's no main card without the voice. You are the man, the Mr. Legend, and I hope everybody is watching this. I hope people understand um, the importance that you bring in, not only to MTMV Sports to my life in general you've been an amazing mentor and also the fact that like yo you 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 got the best banter in the world when it comes to combat sports so even people who may not be interested in the sport are going to tune in so i'm, I'm always glad to be here every tuesday night whether it's 7 15 7 p.m or whenever so thank you um we got a great show today uh it's, it's, not a, it's not a big show you know we're still getting into the new year well, happy new year to everyone who's watching uh but we got some great things to get into so boys let's just go ahead and jump into it tails and low blows sounds good all right so making of course the biggest news basically of the day um ufc president dana white issued a public apology monday um because he had actually had a physical altercation between him and his wife that was captured on video, of course, by TMZ. The video shows White and his wife Anne uh, in the VIP area of a nightclub uh, in Mexico. And Danny can actually be seen in the video saying something to Anne. At that point, Anne slaps him in the face and then he slaps her back. And then they're actually quickly uh, separated at that point. Um, Voice, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. But before you lead into that, I, I want to give you some news um, that we actually saw today also. So the media and entertainment company Endeavor, uh, which owns UFC, actually saw its shares fall on Tuesday after the video uh, was made public. Now, Endeavor shares closed um, down 6% today. So I want to get your thoughts, voice. We don't have an immediate comment from Endeavor or UFC concerning it. But I want to get your thoughts on that Uh on what's happening to you. Well, just to share what we do have from the UFC, um, different sources have reached out for an official statement, and they said that the statement that Dana made via TMZ is the statement. So that's what we have, at least right now, um, as far as what happens in the future, especially with the fall in stock prices. This is going to be very, very interesting because though uh, Endeavor is known and has become known worldwide for their representation of uh, entertainment stars, uh, notably The Rock, as well as uh, Mark Wahlberg and you know so many other different people, uh, Tom Brady, these kind of people, they have been making their money since the pandemic off of the UFC and how they've been able to do it has been behind Dana White's leadership. The fact that the stock prices dropped is interesting to me because I would think that if what happened, what should happen happens, which is Dana White stepping down, that it would cause the, the stock prices to fall even more so because again, 
he is the one that really keeps that machine running. Um, like I said, that's what should happen. He should step down from the position. And this has so many uh, ripple effects for uh, his career and his livelihood. Uh, he's supposed to, or I should say, uh, later this month, Dana White's Power Slap League is supposed to debut on TBS. Now, the name already has issues. You got White Power right there together. That's just not good, especially after last year, uh, Tony Ferguson said that uh, Michael Chandler had Dana White privilege. So it was just like, dude, who was in the room that let that go uh, over? You know, we know that Dana has a great big personality and is uh, uh, very confident. But come on, that that never should have been. But that can't happen anymore. Like, you're going to have to sell it to some Russian uh, 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 distributorship to play over there because every single time it plays, they're going to talk about, oh, yeah, he slapped him uh, like Dana slapped his wife. Or she slapped her like Dana slapped his wife. At which, if you've seen the video, yeah. must say it's absolutely deplorable she slaps him but it's not that big of a deal i mean it's like it's like a slap it's like okay you know at the most it's embarrassing he slapped the tar out of her twice i mean he was like, wow wow i was like oh lord and then i know they were uh separated but it almost looked like dana pushed her down with his hands we we don't know we can't see because of the camera angles but um it's not good it's not good and he said it's not good he said i am now one of those people that i talk about this should never happen you know and, and he's focused on his family he really focused on his family power slap got to go because his poor kids are going to get trolled all the time as far as that's concerned and really for the company's sake and because of and we spoke about this a little bit off air because of of um, ESPN and Disney's involvement we have to remember Dana was going to put on a show at um, uh, Tachi Palace because it was a, a Native American reservation and they had their own rules and guidelines he was going to do that during the pandemic had everything ready to go and Disney said no nah, nah, that's not happening it's, so, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned uh, Dana saying he became one of those people because in 2014, he famously spoke out about domestic violence uh, after the Ray Rice in, uh, incident with the NFL. And he, one of the things he said was, uh, you don't bounce back from putting your hands on a woman. Now, mm. he even stated it's been that way in the UFC, in, in the UFC since we started here. Now, following those comments back then, White also revealed that the UFC screens people for domestic violence. So you kind of make with that what you will. Um, yeah. it's, that's definitely something that you have to take serious regardless of, of who's in power or what's going on. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen like that. And, and like you said, with, with Disney, you know, Bob Iger doesn't play that. So that'll, that'll definitely be an interesting thing to, to look at within the coming days and weeks. Now, moving on. The WBC is actually planning to implement a category for transgender fighters in the coming year. So they said it in an effort of fairness, they'll be utilizing a rule called the at birth rule. Now the rule is gonna prohibit anybody assigned the sex of male at birth from ever fighting someone who was assigned the sex of female and vice versa. So it's not really a perfect solution for anyone who has an opinion on the matter, but uh, it, it is something that is definitely to be considered. So as they stated, the world moves and the sport more the sport world moves and it doesn't stop for anybody. And this is the way the world is. There shouldn't be barriers for anyone to compete, but we have to keep it fair. We're a combat sport and there are uh, psychological differences. So the goal is is that anyone who was uh, born at born at birth as a male will fight someone born at birth as a male and the transgender about and vice versa. They haven't decided if they're going to create a belt for it as of yet, but it's the WBC. They create a belt for everything, so I'm sure that they will. So, Voice, what are your thoughts on this? And, uh, individuals such as uh, Westway champion Natasha Jonas stating that she's actually all for these opportunities. I think that there are a number of different ways that this can be looked at. 
Um, on one side, you have uh, those people who uh, are fighting for equality and fighting for inclusion. And I understand that. And I, I definitely understand the importance of inclusion and their desire to be included and live life the way that they want to live get that and you have the, the other side and I think you said psychological but uh, probably meant uh, physiological you have on the other side no wahala <laughs> no wahala I just wanted to, to clarify you, you have data saying I mean the, the bone structure of men is generally denser we know that men are more muscular or I should say those born male let me uh, be correct in saying this those born male that uh your your uh there's more muscle structure whereas those born female uh it's more of a fat structure that's just the way that uh bodies are made and when we look at this just from the the perspective of sports as a whole you have the WNBA and you have the NBA mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are women in the WNBA that can go toe-to-toe with NBA players. But the only time you see them taking the court together is in a mixed uh, um, mixed team kind of setup that you'll see often during uh, All-Star Weekend. You know, that there are differences um, physiologically between those born male and those born female. And I think this is a uh, valiant effort on the WBC's part to uh, try to have inclusion, but also uh, protect all the fighters involved by ensuring that it is a fair, uh, as fair a playing field or, or I should say fighting environment as possible. Yeah, it would definitely be interesting. I understand uh, wanting to be um, being very uh, in- inclusive about the, the changing of the world. It's interesting because uh, AEW, uh, which is a professional wrestling company, um, they actually had Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose was the first ever uh, transgender wrestler to sign to a major American promotion. She was actually she's actually very popular. She was a champion at one point. Um, so that'll definitely be interesting to see. And when we come back. I, you, you know, I want to say something so bad about uh, about professional wrestling. But I'm not going to say that, but I will bring up Fallon Fox, who uh, was is probably the most notable transgendered fighter. Uh, fought at 145 uh, versus females, and I believe uh, Amanda Bobby Cooper put a stop to Fallon's uh, fighting career when uh, she knocked her out <laughs> um, like about 10 years ago. You might as well go ahead and get on the professional wrestling uh, train boys because one of your, your favorite fighter, Jake Paul, was literally at uh, a professional wrestling event recently you, in the main you, headline. You act like my boy Harry. Um, y'all um, always trying to give me people that, actually, that are not my them. people. Two of them, Tyson Fury and Jake Paul. Right. They were yeah, both at yeah, professional Yeah, I keep trying to give me people that ain't so, my people. So that 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 should that's your people. Now when we come back after this amazing, amazing uh, um, message from Ozell, which voice also has his Ozells with him again today. Wish on you, you, you see you go. how how shiny and beautiful they are, but you know what what uh, what makes it even more beautiful for me? Because I, I be out there getting my ninja gay, you know, I have my my slew. Uh, hold on, let me take these headphones off. Have my slew uh, 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 hat with my electric blue. Ain't nobody joggers with these bad boys, man. I, I, I'm telling you, the uh, nobody asked you for that. I, I may boy. be single-handedly responsible for the uh, the increase in the murder rate in St. Louis. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we no, come she's back. a manslaughter, manslaughter. Because yeah. I, I ain't, I, I'm, I'm trying to hurt him, but I ain't trying to kill him. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we have some something special for you. Uh, we're going to actually break down some of the uh, top things. Uh, for 2022 in the world of combat sports. We're also going to get into that uh, that tank day that's about uh, that's actually scheduled to take place. So when we come back from this uh, message from uh, Ozell, we'll get started. 
it's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. And welcome back. Yo, if you haven't gotten any Ozells yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Because the joints is fresh. Get your nice little crispy t-shirt on. You know what I'm saying? Don't wear Voices outfit because we know that's not working. But, you know, we say he fresh. So, you know, he got he got the glow. He got the Bruce Leroy glow. Um, yeah, so, instead of Halo, that's uh that's that is that's the anointing of the Lord that you see. Uh the, the real glow. Shout out to Time Mac no um <laughs> all right so what we want to do is we've got a couple categories here voice is going to break down exactly who he believes fits in these categories and even provide some honorable mention for the categories so we got three categories here we got breakout father of the year ko of the year and fight of the year this is going to be for both mma and for boxing so first thing we're going to get started with is breakout fighter of the year so voice in the world of MMA, that's covering a couple different companies, who is your breakout fighter of the year and who are your honorable mentions, however you want to do it? We'll start with the honorable mentions, uh, just so uh, so you can kind of figure out in your mind uh, where I may be going with things. Uh, one of my honorable mentions is a fellow Nigerian, that's right, Niger stand-up, uh, Rafian Stotts. He really made a name for himself this year. Uh, has been uh, the greatest uh, proponent and uh, benefactor of the Bellator Bantamweight Tournament. The person who helped to put him over also gets honorable mention, which is none other than Danny Sabatello. He really blew up, uh, but Stotts kind of put his fire out by putting him out in that last fight. Cheeto Vera has really like he, he's been moving up and, and being kind of like cult status but he really kind of made the leap to a household name for fighting at least uh, over the past year and then Brent, Brendan Lockney had a phenomenal year uh, you know he's most notably known for being a winner on Dana White's Contender Series and Dana was like, man, you you uh you played it safe in the last 30 seconds. I'm not signing you. Well, Brendan just made a million dollars. So he probably isn't mad about that uh anymore. He wasn't that happy at the time, but uh as time has gone on, it, it's been uh uh MMA has been pretty kind to him. So the breakout fighter for the year is none other than the middleweight champion for the UFC and that is Poutan Pereira the reason why he's a breakout fighter of the year is that he just got in the UFC not too long I mean the man has had I think a total of eight professional MMA fights mm-hmm. and in your like third fight in the organization you're fighting for the title oh and you win it yeah you're coming from from uh relative obscurity mma wise to champion and not just champion you took out the the heir apparent to anderson silver the person who was supposed to who was lapping the division the reason he was able to get the fight in such a short period of time is because he beat everybody else twice yeah and for him to come in and do what he did now, now, granted, uh, Izzy was winning until he lost, kind of like uh, Usman. He was winning until he lost. But the fact that he was able to do it, to get that accomplished, when you saw the whole fight, he was just trying to throw, land that right, trying to land that right, trying to land that right. And to break through at the end of the fight, that gets you the breakout uh, fighter award in my mind. And again, all of this is just what how I feel. You can feel how you want to feel. Uh, you can make your own awards up and give your own stuff out. This is this is uh, the voice sounding now. 
Awesome, awesome. So give us your uh, breakout fighter of the year for boxing. For boxing, uh, same kind of situation. Um, it's Bam Rodriguez. Now, honorable mention went to Alicia Baumgartner because she really did her thing by um, putting an end to the win streak of Michaela Mayer. Boots Ennis uh, as well. Didn't fight much, but you start hearing his name in conversation uh, more and more this year when it came to uh, the tops at welterweight. So that's why I give him an honorable mention as well. But Bam Rodriguez gets it and he gets it because this man on short notice goes up a weight class, takes the title and then goes on to defend it twice. And this is up a weight class. He's dropped. He just dropped the belt to go back down to the weight class. He's supposed to be in at 112. That is the reason he's a breakout fighter of the year. He he broke out in a number of different ways. You you are punching above your weight, literally, and not just punching above your weight. You know you 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 hurting some folks. You know you stopping some folks at a weight class that's not your natural weight class because you had an opportunity to fight for the title. So you fought for the title. You became a champ, uh, and once you're a champ your champ forever and now he's getting ready to pursue other championships at 112 all great choices all great choices now let's move on to ko of 2022 voice which ko in mma stood out to you the most again this is my list so um and, and i have never been one to shy away from the innate biases that we all have yeah, I saw my slew hat just a minute ago. If you didn't, you, you weren't tuned in at that time. Here it is. <laughs> so, obviously, I love all things St. Louis. I just got done talking about Rafian Stotts uh, being Nigerian. Even though he's Igbo, he's still Niger. So, you know, I love all things uh, Nigeria. I love all things uh, Missouri and Midwest. So, my choice for the knockout of the year has all that wrapped up into it except for the nigerian part his kids might be nigerian i don't know but <laughs> he definitely isn't uh and that's michael chandler's ko of tony ferguson mm. it was so devastating i mean i was seriously concerned about tony's health after that if you remember he was down for a while and he should have been because it was just that devastating of a knockout and for years to come when you play uh uh when you play the 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 reel of highlight knockouts that's gonna be in there now honorable mention goes to talked about niger goes to um edwards for his knockout of kamaru usman uh, because of the stakes involved it, stakes involved that's a knockout of the year you know that's you you are down three one and you've been you know just really been whooped from pillar to post getting ready to lose a fight last couple minutes last minute left all uh usman ha has to do is just keep moving and bam one shot and it's over it's over literally uh taking your your catchphrase it only takes one and and he drilled it uh drillers are killers and uh, like you said headshot uh pound for pound headshot dead so uh definitely honorable mention there as well as demetrius johnson's uh flying knee and then uh follow-up strikes on the ground uh against adriano Moraes on the one championship one card on prime whatever you call it um i think that's the name of one one on prime one championship on prime one it was phenomenal because marais had a framed portrait of him knocking out dj on his wall at home with a flying knee and what does dj do but uh one up him i said oh you 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 think um you think that that's that's something huh L let me show you a little young with a snapper uh, uh who mighty mouse is who pound for pound for years for nearly a decade was the best fighter in all of mma and uh came back took the title 
uh took his shine so you know definitely honorable mention for that because again stakes were high and the uh, environment was um was tense and needed to be for dj it was really uh, a way for him to reassert himself as the champion that he is but for me it's chandler ferguson i mean he, even the stills and and uh uh ferguson looking like like homer simpson yeah <laughs> That's crazy. That the the, the one hit quitter will do you in. That's what the old hands used to call it. The one hit quitter. Mm. Now, boys, finally, let's get into fight of the year. Hold this on. Is we we didn't, didn't didn't mention boxing. Uh honorable mention goes to Plant versus oh, Darrell because that was a one hit quitter and it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But for me, it's in a way knocking out Denier. The first fight that they had was fight of the year and understandably so Donaire broke in a way's jaw like in the first round the first fight and we forget Donaire was on a tear when they matched up again I mean he, he was stopping people he was looking like uh Donaire uh minus 10 years and in a way just trucked him I mean he made it look so easy uh, that that other fight was was back and forth and it was tense. There was no back and forth here. The only back and forth was Donaire's hair head going back and forth as he was getting punched. It, it, it was amazing. So that's my KO of the year in boxing. Yeah, it was definitely a, a crazy bout. That uh, I think that was his twenty third win at the time. Uh, anyway, is actually twenty four and zero now. That was a TKO, and I, I believe his last. What one, two, three, four, five wins? Yeah, are, been by knockout. knockout. Yeah, yeah. In a way, has been on a tear and has lived up to his name of being the monster. Here we go now, voice. Finally, let's get into fight of the year. This is the fight that literally had you on the edge of your seat. The one that made you talk the most about everything that you were all over Twitter. You were looking for anything that you could. Give us your fight of the year for the MMA. Fight of the year has to go to uh, Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prochaska. Okay. Because of the same reasons that I talked about regarding uh, uh, Pereira and Izzy, as well as Usman and Edwards. This was for the title. Glover was the champion. And this fight, though, the momentum swings. I mean, every time... One person got the upper hand. The other person will come back and and shift the momentum. It was crazy. I don't know how they withstood all of that damage that was given out. Uh, and really, it was it was a war of attrition, and that's what got it done. The the, the submission was like what? It's over. It, it reminded me of, of uh, watching the UFC. Back in the, the the early 90s and seeing Hoist Gracie do something, I was like, what? What did he do? It's over? You know, he just looked up and was like, wait, Yuri won? It's over and Yuri won? What? Absolutely phenomenal. Um, great fight. Hate that we did not get uh, the second uh, round of that at the end of the year. Uh, honorable mentions go to uh, uh, Borks versus Bernal. Uh, that card uh, headline here in the St. Louis metro area was probably the best fight that Bellator had all year long. It was great. Uh, Borks went on to fight for the championship and uh, was not as successful, but man, that night he became a star. Uh, Abasov and Lee is another one, another real back and forth uh, bout. This, this was in one uh, championship. Uh, Lee punching up a weight class, kind of like Bam Rodriguez, fighting uh, at a higher weight, uh, trying to capture, and Abasov was giving him the blues until he wasn't. And then Lee pulled out the victory. Also, uh, uh, Harrison Pacheco, because of Pacheco's ability to weather the storm and reinvent herself. I said myself, it's like, dude, you lost twice. You got dog walked twice. What are you going to do differently the third time? Win. She technically called her shot. She she said it. She said it in her media rounds. 
Third time's a charm, and it was definitely a charm mm-hmm. uh, that time. Uh, definitely all great honorable mentions and great uh, fight of the year. Uh, you can't go wrong with any of those. Now, let's get into boxing. Let's get it. You got to do the... <laughs> you gotta I'm, do I'm, I'm, just, just keep keep going. I got you, brother. Just keep going. <laughs> so, for, for boxing, there's a lot of different fights. I feel like that you probably could have picked. Um, I do like your choices here. I'm going to probably disagree with the one that you chose. I do like your honorable mention. I'm not going to call it out, but there's one of your honorable mentions that I feel like probably should have been the the fight of the year that you should have chosen. For boxing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I actually forgot that we had uh, another category. I'm thinking you're talking about let's go into uh, Tank and well, yeah, uh, you, had, you had well no you had fight of the year for yeah 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 you, yeah I, I got you yeah fight of the year for boxing is uh okay so let's go over the honorable mentions because I'm interested in hearing uh where you you differ so honorable mentions uh Estrada and Chocolatito because that was just oh my goodness absolute phenomenal fight split decision and rightfully so because it was so close of a fight and uh shields marshall was also a, a good fight uh also a very close fight and a fight that really was defining however the fight that i selected was holmes versus serrano because holmes versus serrano uh crawled to ensure that shields and marshall could walk they set the bar a million people watching the fight and let, let's let's look at this um with a proper perspective which is another reason why i say this is the best fight number one split decision really close fight uh could have gone either way holmes i believe uh got it or i should say i, I believe that it was scored correctly for holmes uh but it was so very close that uh, it could have gone either way you had a million people watching it on the zone the zone not espn like shields marsh uh which is in so many more households and then um uh in the uk i forget uh what they were on but this is on the zone and to have a million people on the zone that's huge that's probably their most watched fight ever probably did better numbers than uh canelo has done so you know all, all of that that's the reason why it's my uh boxing fight of the year who what do you have for me it was estrada and chocolatito i okay i just thought that that was an amazing bout to kind of close out the trilogy i personally thought it was a lot closer uh than what they scored it i they scored it 114 114 uh 115 113 and then 116 112 for me i feel like it was a major opportunity for uh for gonzalez literally to come out and just destroy anything else because in, in their first fight estrada won but i i mean not estrada in their first fight, uh, yeah, in the first fight, Estrada won. No, Chocolatito won. It was either a draw or Chocolatito won. Okay, so in the first fight, Estrada did win. Um, no. He actually got the he got the split decision victory, uh, victory in 2021. No, he didn't win because he was complaining because he said it was a bad weight cut and all that stuff. I'm taking a look at it here now. Okay, I think you're looking at the second fight, but go ahead. March 13th, 2000. Wait, no. Am I? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, either way, but I I always felt like in in their in their September fight, I felt like it was a great fight. I felt like they both came in. Um, they were very respective of each other, but they were trying to get down to business. I like the way Gonzalez fought throughout the fight. I was kind of shocked that it was scored the way it was scored. I thought it would at least kind of come to a draw, so to speak. But for me, that was fight of the year. Hey, this is the one that happened in uh in Glendale in in, in the uh, Diamond Arena. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. that, uh, um, yeah, in, in Arizona. Yep, yeah, well, so. it was it was an absolutely fantastic fight, but uh, the one that had the greatest impact overall in mm. the sport of boxing, and the one that uh, is still being talked about, is uh, Holmes Serrano. I get you that. I get you that definitely. All right, voice. 
I'm, you know, I'm excited for what we're about to cover next. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of opportunities to cover my Philadelphia fighters because we always talk about your your St. Louis and your Nigerian connection. But I want to get into the man who I personally feel is going to be running the welterweight division within the next year as soon as these people stop ducking him. Boots Enos is returning into action. I'm here for it. Now he's going to be taking on IBF number four rated welterweight Karen. Chukazian? Chukazian. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Karen, Eastern European name. It starts with a C, but we're we, we going to roll with Chukazian. It's going to be for the interim IBF welterweight title. Now, Boots is the, has, uh, has been literally considered the future of the welterweight division by a number of people. He's got a 29-0 record with 27 coming by knockout. Now, the, the Philly native is hoping that a win for the IBF title is going to skyrocket him to a major shot against WBC, WBA, and IBF boss Errol The Truth Spence. Now, for Boots, he's going to be fighting in D.C., which if you know the D.C.-Philly connection, is basically him fighting at home. So he stated, fighting on this card is everything. It's my first time on pay-per-view, and it's a big moment for me. Philly isn't too far down the road, so it is basically like fighting at home. And it means the world to put Philly on my back. You have to be a certain type of fighter to be a Philly fighter. And we always find a way to win. And that's me. Uh, He stated that he definitely feels like he should have already received his title shot. He's been calling out the champions for years. And he's ready to just make it worse for them by making them. uh, They're making it worse for themselves by making him wait longer. Now, one of the things that has really stood out is that there's other fighters who are even saying also, that both uh, both Errol Spence, um, I think I, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, and I think it was Thurman, that they all feel like they're dodging him for the right reasons. <laughs> Boots can literally come in and destroy everything walking. Now, for his current fight, he said he's not overlooking that. He doesn't know much about Karen, but that he's bringing that European style, and that's going to make it hard for him, but he's going to put on a show and get the knockout. I don't want to dismiss the uh, the uh, individuals who's fighting Karen. I, I don't want to keep butchering that gentleman's name, but I do want to get your thoughts on: are, Do you really feel like everyone is just ducking and dodging him, and do we see him getting the title shot or, or the big fight that he's hoping for in 2023? Are they ducking and dodging him? Absolutely. The man is 29 and 0. There is no reason on God's green earth that he has not fought for an undisputed title in his career. Or I should say, there's no good reason for it. The reason is, again, that they are ducking him. He is the boogeyman, the, uh, someone who is on this card as well, uh, fighting before him. Uh, used to be the boogeyman. That was uh, Boo Boo Andrade. Nobody wanted him because of his skill set, and uh, and he doesn't make you. He he doesn't allow you to look real good when you're in there against him. But yeah, uh, he definitely is the boogeyman uh, at at this point. He's right. They're all ducking him because they know he is a problem. The question you posed, it was like, yeah, you know, this this is gonna get me the big fight. Well, the big fish said five to seven years ago, hey, uh, uh, bud, uh, when you get a belt, then we can talk. Then he was a WBO champ, and PBC wouldn't even recognize him as being a champion. Talking about all the other champions except for him. But uh, we know he uh, left his promotion, worked to try to get the fight, and then that didn't happen, and or it happened, and he decided to go get paid or wh- whatever happened. It didn't happen. And uh, Bud is still talking about something like, hey, man, I, I don't hey, I don't need to fight. And that may be public posturing uh, so that he can get more when it comes time to sit down at the table. But if Spence hasn't fought him, why is he going to fight Boots? That's the reason why Boots hadn't had a championship opportunity is because of the other people there in PBC. He sh- he should have took out uh, um, your Dennis Ugas. He should have been the one to, to take the bill from him. You know, not uh, uh, not Spence. That should have been Boots' fight. But you know, they they wanted to to 
consolidate everything. I mean, I said boots. I mean, uh, Spence. He wants to consolidate everything under the truth uh, to try to make this fight with um, with Crawford, which still hasn't gotten made. So, yeah. <laughs> One thing Boots said is, in, in terms of Terrence Crawford, he said, I'll go into his living room and fight him. He said, I'll fight him on his pay-per-view BLK Black, wherever, BLK Prime, wherever he wants to do it. Let's just do it. Stop ducking. So <laughs> that's going to be, I, I want to see what's going to happen post-fight uh, if, if Venus wins and they get a chance to, to talk to him afterwards and hear what he's going to say. Because, you know, Philly, we, 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 we don't have any kind of... Uh, any kind of hold on the things that we want to say. We just say what we feel. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely, you know, fighting is, is in y'all's blood. And I, I see that fight happening before I see uh, uh, Spencer Crawford happen. Very true. Very true. Um, so getting to the main event of, of that event. Now, personal issues aside, uh, Tank Davis has a lot going on uh, this year. So from splitting from his mentor uh, a major bout being arranged with Ryan Garcia at a later date. He's called out his detractors and demanded major bouts be made. And now the worry about a potential trap fight is waiting for him as he prepares when he meets Hector Luis Garcia Saturday uh, at the Capital One Arena in D.C. Now, literally, Tank has come out and say, he said, I'm not going to lie. Garcia looks a little hungry. A lot of people overlook him, but I'm not trying to overlook him. He looks like he's ready, and it could be a life changer for him. He wants to take my spot, so I'm definitely not looking past him. I'm in a real fight. He said January 7th is going to be a crazy right, a crazy night. Now, uh, it's, it's good to know this, because Hector Garcia is no slouch. 2022 actually proved that. Now, the undefeated fighter who's uh, 16-0, he actually saw what many people viewed as possible boxer of the year. I mean, he notched wins over uh, Chris Colbert, and then he defeated Roger Gutierrez for the 130-pound WBA title at the end of the summer. So Garcia is, in many people's eyes, Tank's biggest test yet. So, Wiss, I want to get your thought on this. Is this a trap fight for Tank? What... I know we always talk about one punch doing it, but is it is it true that what Tank says that what Tank says and, and what his attractors say is that Garcia is literally the toughest fight he's had yet? I don't think he's the toughest fight he's had yet. Um, is it a possible trap fight? Nearly every fight that Tank has is a possible trap fight because he's fighting people he shouldn't be fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Tank is a promoter. He sat under Mayweather and he's learned how to promote. And he is definitely doing an excellent job in promoting this fight by saying, hey, I can't take him lightly. This could be a trap fight. He looks hungry. He's coming for my spot, which all of those things are probably true. But in uh, the, the manicured fashion that Tank's career has been crafted, he's fighting someone who is absolutely fantastic at a weight class below. Most of his fights take place with people who are coming up in weight. And, I mean, it, it looks good. So, oh, yeah, you know, I think of Leo Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah, and he did all this Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz wasn't supposed to be fighting at the uh, the weight class. You know, or fighting someone old like Uriokis Gamboa. You know, and so, I mean, it is what it is. Um, he's saying the right things. He should take it seriously. And the thing, what really, um, what really is on the line is his career. Because like you said, he has stepped out of the shadow of Mayweather promotions. He doesn't have them uh, manicuring and, and, and making things happen for him as uh, they did before. He's betting on himself and he's taking these chances. And this fight is just the fight to get him ready for the real fight, which is against Ryan Garcia. Not Hector Luis, but Ryan Garcia. So... Everything is on the line, not to mention all of the tomfoolery uh, and and fecal matter matter literally that he's had to deal with in uh, the the past week or so. 
what is his mind state going to be like? What is he going to be able to do if this is technically at home? Because it's at NDC, you know, DC, Baltimore, you know, they're, they're sister cities. So you're at home. You got all this stuff that's that's happening. You got the 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 pressure of people coming at you for tickets and, and things of this nature. You don't have Mayweather promotions to run interference for you anymore. You said to your you said yourself when all this stuff was going on between you and baby mama that man they can have it. I don't, I don't even want this anymore. They're ready to quit. Yeah. And you now, granted, let's let's give uh, Garcia his due. He's undefeated. He has a sixty percent KO rate. But again, this is at a weight class below. Can he do it? Anything is possible. And really, all of the the uh, all of the environment is right for an upset. That's what makes this you know. And, and like I said, Tank is selling this fight as he should be. But all the things he's saying, it's true. What happens though, when they go between the ropes and step into the square circle, that remains to be seen. So before we close, I, I do have this question, listening to what you were saying about Tank. Let's say Garcia wins. Mm-hmm. What happens with Tank and how, does that, how much does that affect all the bouts that are being set up for 2023 that wrecks everything if he does not win this fight he does not fight ryan garcia who will be the first true test he's saying this is a test ryan garcia is the first true test of his career but he can't even get there if he can't get past hector luis garcia and again everything that i've said we have to take this into account too you got a dude who's killing at 130 came up and wait for this fight nobody and you know he was killing at 130 you ever heard of hector luis garcia right so he comes up pretty much out of nowhere and beats the unbeaten tank with no more mayweather and and all that stuff and i'm i'm fairly confident that his fight with ryan is predicated on him winning this fight he loses this you can kiss ryan garcia goodbye you can kiss uh uh, uh haney goodbye shoot cambos probably wouldn't even fight you and, and he is the the odd man out he he's got a lot riding on this fight now i, I mean I'm not, I'm not gonna say that that hector garcia is any slouch i mean that, that as of what november 2022 he was the second best active featherweight by ring magazine so i mean he he's competing in the summer olympics so he's got there's not just some slouch coming in but i think what boys are trying to say is this is not a major big name that we're expected from from tank at the beginning of the year so upside here it can, it can almost be but we, we don't expect a major big name with tank i'm sorry just be just be real <laughs> We don't uh, expect here, it could it could be or uh, well not not that big but it would be kind of like that like you know it could be Tyson versus versus Buster Douglas almost because everybody's literally kind of expecting for Tank to go in and cakewalk this and we saw what happened with Tyson when he lost to Buster Douglas I mean that blew up the heavyweight title division back then and this could literally do the same thing with all the fights that everyone is wanting to schedule so yeah I, I'd uh, say it's it's probably more like Cambosis and. Tefimo Lopez. It would be a major upset. It would definitely shake things up, but it wouldn't shake it up to the level that uh, Buster and uh, and Tyson did, because that changed the whole landscape of not just heavyweight boxing, but boxing as a whole. But they've literally been talking about these five fighters, and they've all had Tank at the top. I I just feel like that would just kind of destroy everything. Who who always had Tank at the top? And I've seen a lot of media put Tank at the top. I've I've heard Stephen A. Smith uh saying it, which okay. I mean, however you feel about Stephen. Yeah, that, that, that I'm asking. Like who, who <laughs> said who said this? So I've, I've I've heard I've heard individuals on ESPN. Um, I, I've seen FS1 have conversations about it, where they've even said that Tank is Tank is the person. Of course, for me personally, I feel like I feel like Devin Haney is it. 
I, that's that's me personally. I, I, I mean, like, well, not not just you personally. The man has all the belts, so. But I mean, yeah, he has all the belts. The but I mean, out of those five that everybody are just considering, like the the, the Trinity, I feel like Devin Haney is one. I, Ryan Garcia is is who he is. You know, he's a social media star. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. January 7th is going to be a, a big night, so make sure that you tune in. Um, make sure you also follow The Voice, at The Voice on Twitter, because you know his banter is going to be there. You know the slander is going to be there, of course, because voice wouldn't be voice without it. Um, but it's been an amazing show, an amazing show. Uh, if you have not liked, shared, or subscribed MTMV Sports yet, I just want to ask, what are you doing? We got everything you need. We got boxing. We got basketball. We got football. We got college football. Uh, the the V Report is probably one of the best shows that you will ever see, period. You got the Not the Same podcast. You got MVP University. There's a number of shows. I'm sure I'm missing I'm missing something. We're covering the HBCU. Miss Marva. Oh, I was getting there. Okay. I'm not going to ignore the full 94. Okay. Shout out to um, the, the the big two, the other big two of the big three at the full 94. We have everything that you want and need, and we're giving it to you from a fan's perspective. So you're not getting it from uh, a Stephen A. Smith. We're, we're not going to lie to you. We're not going to fill you with a bunch of lies. We're going to give it to you raw and uncut. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Got... Uh, yeah, make sure you, you mention C show too. I said C. I heard her. Then I said, then I say sports talk with C. If you, I, it, she she bears repeating. If you did uh, say, she is the homie, even though she slandered me every week. You know what I'm saying? There's a number of different shows. I know I'm missing something because we have an amazing lineup of individuals. Uh, we've grown so much over the year. We thank you all for continuing to grow with this. Make sure you check us out. Make sure that you go to the website, grab that merch. Boy's got a brand new shirt on the website. You know what I'm saying? Get that signature. Yes, sir. Get that signature shirt. Check out some of the articles that we have on there. Make sure that you connect with us. Go in the comments. Let us know what you think. Give us your thoughts on our uh, 2022 tops list because uh, voice always wants to slander. Um, so thank you for an amazing 2022 and what you provided. We're hoping that 2023 is going to be any better. Voice, take us out. Until next time, fight the good fight. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.